Good morning and Merry Christmas. It's hard to believe that we find ourselves celebrating the last Lord's Day of 2022. Now, for many centuries, scholars and theologians have debated the actual day or time of year of Jesus' birth, and but we're gathered here on a special Lord's Day because it happens to be on the day that we celebrate the fact that Jesus has come, the one, the promised one, the anointed one, to save his people from their sins. Now, maybe you're sitting uh, in front of the, the computer or the television today. You're sipping some coffee. You've already had breakfast. Maybe you've torn into some presents already this morning. But you've gathered here in this moment for worship because that's what we do. We gather on the Lord's Day remembering him and what he's done, celebrating again the resurrection every seven days. And today we do that with special reverence and special remembrance of the fact that Jesus became a babe, was born, took upon flesh, became one of us to redeem us and to save us from our sins. Now this morning I don't have anything new or clever for you. Just a reminder that our faith rests on the matchless name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, we, we hear Peter say these words, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind where, by which we must be saved. These words come in the context of a larger story that actually spans two chapters in Acts, beginning in chapter 3. In the beginning of chapter 3, we find Peter and John on the way to the temple for one of the daily prayers to worship. And on their way, they encounter um, a lame man, a man who is carried to a particular gate, the gate called Beautiful, every day so that he can beg. It's the only way that he has to survive. And as John and Peter approach this man, he does what beggars do. He begins to ask them for money, something that Peter and John don't have any of. But what they do have is something better. Now, what's intriguing to me is this isn't the first time that Peter and John have encountered um, a man or a person with a disability. It's actually not even the first time that they've encountered a person with a disability that the text says was born this way. In John chapter 9, the disciples, presumably including Peter and John himself, asked Jesus if the man they encounter... Uh, was born blind, or if his blindness was a result of his sin or of his parents. You see, they assumed that, well, disability equaled God's judgment. And if someone was disabled because of their own sin or the sin of someone that they loved and God had judged them, then there was kind of this feeling that, well, they, they deserved what they, they got. And they were, they were surprised when Jesus' response was, it's not about personal sin, about this man or his parents, but it's about the glory of God and the will of God being revealed, the kingdom of God being built in this time and space. See, the mistake that they made in John chapter 9, they didn't make again in Acts chapter 4. In Acts 4, John and Peter didn't assume. They simply offered the man healing in Jesus' name. They offered him those kingdom resources that they had. In Acts 3, 6, this is what Peter says, Silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have I give you. In the name 
of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth walked. A nameless man receiving healing in the name of Jesus. You see, this time around, Peter and John, they, they weren't concerned with whether or not the man deserved healing. They just offered what they had. The response was different the second time around, presumably because they finally understood, right, post-crucifixion, post-resurrection, post-Peter's reinstatement, post-Pentecost where the Spirit of God shows up. They finally understood who Jesus was and what he had come to do and their mission as it related to that. That Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but to save it. That he didn't come to, to condemn the lame for their lameness or the blind for their blindness, but to provide hope for all who suffer under the brokenness one way or another of sin. But notice, too, that here in Acts chapter 4, just as in John chapter 9, that the response of the religious leaders was the same. You see, the same people that came after Jesus in John 9 came after the apostles in Acts chapter 4. Acts 4, 5 through 12, we, we, we see this, uh, starting in verse 5. The next day the rulers, the elders, and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and the others of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. Now, this is really, really cool. By what power or what name do you do this? You remember the last words of Jesus to these same two guys? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power. Same Greek word here. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. For what purpose? to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Pick it back up in verse 8 of chapter 4, where Peter says, says this, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we were being called to account today for the acts of kindness showed to the man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this. You and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is, quoting from the Old Testament, the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. And then he concludes with a verse that we read first, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given by mankind, given to mankind by which we must be saved. Today, the takeaway is simple. It's just a simple reminder that it's the name of Jesus, the work of Jesus, the person of Jesus, Jesus plus nothing else equals salvation. And that when you encounter him, you walk away differently. So today, as you go through this day of Christmas and celebrating and remembering, it takes a few minutes to think back about those times and those moments where you encountered Jesus and you walked away changed.
May God bless you and extend to you his peace on this good and glorious Lord's Day.